filter, the focus looks like whatnot. Your background looks like your searchable as reptiles. Yeah, you do like a fake back, like a green screen background. It looks like you're green screening the background that you actually record from. What's up with that? I don't know, but I'm just going to go ahead and say that it's uh, an attribute to my professionalism. It, it looks like I've been watching some NFL games lately and they have this like uh, fuzzy filter that they put on to give it like a whole bunch of depth all of a sudden. Oh, you I can tell it's like it, it's like watching that. the NFL through Snapchat or something. It's probably my phone camera doing that. But I, I actually watched an NFL last night for an NFL. It shows how long I've been doing. You watched it. one? I watched it NFL oh, last NFL? night. <laughs> It was incredible. A whole, <laughs> almost a whole one. Uh, haven't done that, I think, the entire season. It was the uh, Chiefs and Chargers. They okay. Went, in, went into overtime, and uh, Mahomes penned it in there with the. Uh, well, I've not been following football at all for the last couple of years, like mm. at all. But I was at a cigar event last night with my cousin, and uh, they have a whole lounge thing, and like you know, TVs on. So at the very end, when it was all winding down, everybody was kind of chilling in the lounge and watching the end of the game. So I caught that part of it. That's pretty cool. Was it an actual cigar lounge or your cousin has his own cigar lounge? That would be even cooler. I think he's planning on working on it now that he's, I've kind of got him in to the whole thing. Like he's way into it now. So yeah. that will probably happen at some point with his garage, but no, this is an actual lounge. They have like a, an event once a month featuring a certain cigar. And uh, it's pretty cool. There's a bunch of people there last night. They do like a raffle. They do, uh, you know, they have a, like Arturo Fuente was there last night to like showcasing some of their cigars and then also oh, they actually bring like the makers and um it's it's re reps it. it's reps but the yeah there's yeah. reps that come in for the companies that's cool um, yeah it's pretty sweet and then there's like you know there's dinner and everybody's hangs out. I bring like everybody loves me when I go because I I bring like a 12 pack of whiskey of different kinds of whiskey and just put them up on the bar and be like <laughs> help yourself yeah <laughs> pour away <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I play uh, poker over at Blake Stewart's house every now and again, uh, as much as I can afford to lose. And man, he killed me this last night, took all my money. But um, we, uh, he, he went, the, the guy was like, you know, born with a horseshoe up his butt or something, the luckiest son of a gun. He went to some charity event and he won this whiskey sampler thing. So he got like, I think he said it was a 48 bottles of super rare whiskeys. You know what I mean? So he has all of them out. They're pretty cool. I was just happy because he had some Eagle rare there. Nice. So, but <laughs> yeah, we yeah, had Eagle rare me. there last night too. I had one of the store picks out there for people to drink. Everybody, the Blanton's was full and then had a, a lot of other bottles that weren't full. The Blanton's was the first one to go. Just oh, like there you go. people are just all about it. I guess it was, it was empty, like yeah. halfway through the night. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, he had a yeah, he had a good mix. It's funny. Some of the more popular ones are not necessarily like rare or expensive. They're just ones that like apparently I don't know anything about this one. Sazerac rye, baby Saz. Yep. Yeah. So that's I mean, he sent me home with that one. He said apparently we can't get that one out here either. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's another Buffalo Trace. So that's the same company that makes Eagle Rare. Makes oh really? Yeah. Yeah. The, Sazerac is the parent company that owns Buffalo Trace um and yeah baby Saz is one of their wellers and all that kind of stuff yeah weller all that yeah. pat pappy that's all under yeah yeah oh. man yes yeah, it's, it's good whiskey's been fun but i'm not having any today. i mean it's it's just barely past noon here uh we went pretty good last night like the event was supposed to be over at eight last night 
but one of the guys that works there is a, a pastor. And so I wanted to start having a conversation with him and my cousin. And so we ended up sitting there talking for like three hours. Well, and, it's five uh, o'clock somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Right here. I, I could. I mean, I think there's, <laughs> I think I purposely, I think there's no way, well, maybe not purposely, but I don't. Oh, wait. Oh, shoot. Hold on. I just wanted to give our listeners that nice boom opening uh, sound there. So. You know, we'll we'll go with the Sazerac rye. Of course, there's just a random bottle of whiskey sitting down here in the snake room. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Jack Jack Daniel's Sinatra Select. Oh, I've seen that one before. That's kind of a weird thing. Like, a, a, I guess it was Frank Sinatra's favorite drink. Was like his go-to was Jack. Yeah, he so kind of just started running it. it before companies started sponsoring musicians and stuff like that. I think I think Sinatra kind of was sponsored by Jack. Jack was getting the benefit of him repping their whiskey without him getting the benefit of Jack Daniels, I think. But yeah, he kind of, <laughs> put, he kind of put them on a map in a big way. Jack Daniels is actually the, uh, sells the most whiskey of anywhere in the world, I think. Uh, oh, definitely the yeah, United States, it. but but probably the world. Um, I, I believe it. Yeah. And this bottle, I was, I was a BevMo and they had this bottle. It's usually like 150 msrp and you'll see it places for like 200 bucks but they it was really? like they had it 50 dollars under msrp at bevmo like some kind of sale and i was like well and so it's also a liter it's not a 750 so you can see it's freaking huge yeah i don't know that i'm going to open it and i really shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> oh well, how you been man it's been a little while i thought you were oh. going to come out to pennsylvania for this one well i would i would like to dude I, it seems like we sat here and talked like a few days ago. That's what it feels like. I mean, it Just feels like it was we rolled from one like recording from the other end of the country to the next one or what? That could be part. No, it just feels like we had this call last week. Just I think just how much I've been going and how like how every day has just been like full, full, full uh, go, go, go. I, but I've been great. It's been great. Are you, are you wearing a snakes in the fat man shirt on our podcast? <laughs> I, <laughs> that's funny. It's good I, podcast. Uh, yeah, I was on it the other night when I was driving. That's how full it was. So I went to I went to Freedom Breeder. This was oh man. If I if this was yesterday, that's insane. No, there's no way that was yesterday. Day before yesterday. What is it today? Today's Friday. Friday. We're, this is the first time that we are recording and releasing the podcast on the same day. We were supposed to do it yesterday, but you said well, you were, were too busy. I, oh, yeah, it ended up being pretty busy. It's a good thing I didn't because I, I needed to upload this Freedom Breeder video for the ProLine racks and the build, mm. and it was a much longer one than it, they usually are. So it took, like, extra time to render and export and upload and get all that going. There's no, And I would have needed my computer to do this, so there's no way we would have been able to pull it off, um, especially with that event last night. Like, it's busy with stuff that I'm, like, work. And also fun and kids and puppy and snakes and like it's just a but it's always full. So like Thursday, was that Thursday? What okay, yesterday was Thursday. Wednesday morning, I got up, hit the gym, went to uh pick up the rental car from the rental car place because we're still doing the one car thing, which is great. Um it, like <laughs> no, it's it's literally great, it's fantastic. Okay. Um, you've done it before though when you sold your you used to have that tundra you sold it's that been since then were. it's been since then so oh, march, okay. since march 2020 no yeah, since march 2020 we've been a one family or one one vehicle family <clears throat> and it's really been great as far as like kind of making us more cohesive as far as like well, we need to be together a lot more um just 
from a uh, logistical standpoint, which is fantastic. Um, but my point is, so I got the rental car and it's great to get the rental car too, because I don't have to worry about it. I just get a rental car, drive it to Freedom Breeder. You don't have to worry about anything happening to it. Get the damage waivers. just like, and they always have the adaptive cruise control where I, the car basically drives. I itself. do that all the time. Even when I have a car now, right. like if I'm making a big run out to go get a thousand pounds of feeders, I just rent something. It's, I don't know. It, it works out right now. Like rental prices are all over the place, but if you can find normal pricing. Yeah. You know, and the girl, the girls over at the enterprise here, like they all, they all know me and they take good care of me. They let me like drop the car off here in town and they'll come pick it up for me. Um, mm. So I, I drove, so I got, got the car, I got up, went up there and then we recorded that video and a few other videos, got all that done, jumped back in the car, drove back here and stopped at a gas station to be on the snakes and the fat man podcast. That's not where I'm wearing this shirt. This was just next. Actually, I wasn't wearing this you shirt. Didn't take, on, you didn't change the shirt two days ago. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't wearing this shirt on his podcast. I just, it was in the next one in my stack of shirts today. So that's <laughs> kind of funny like that. Yeah. I, are you like me? I, I, so all during the week, I mean, I have my dress code, right? Like we got a staff got to wear the reach out reptile shirts during the week. Cause we film stuff and you don't know if you're going to pick up where you left off in a video from three days ago or whatever. So you always want to wear the same shirt. So I just make everyone wear these shirts. But if it's during the week, no choice, you're picking up a reach out reptile on the weekends. I have my choice of any one of 45 different reptile related shirts. <laughs> right. And I tried to go to like a normal, it was like a funeral or something the other day. I was like, I only have reptile shirts now. I don't, I don't have anything else anymore. You know, I was just like, Oh man, I have so many shirts. I mean, I don't know if you saw, I, my mom made a, a quilt for the U S arc auction out of some of the old reptile shirts that I have. And that uh, was a while ago, right? It was yeah. Back in uh, September. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a pretty good one. It's cause I, I have so many, like you said, they don't even fit in my drawers. So like, I've got kind of no, a rule. Me like too. I, if it's I just somebody them. sent me one, then I'll just like, uh, if it's not somebody I'm like really good friends with, or if the shirt's uncomfortable, I'll at least wear it once and try to make a point of like taking a picture with it at least, or taking a video. And then if it's not comfortable enough, or if I really don't know the person, then I'll take their shirt and put it up in the closet somewhere to potentially be part of a quilt someday. I don't know. <laughs> well, next time you do it and you need some more ammunition, let me know I'll, or I'll pack some up next time I come to California, just bring a suitcase of them full. But you know, that's a good point. There's a lot of people <laughs> that uh what are you laughing about i was just laughing about the idea of having more shirts brought here <laughs> just so you can have no, it sounds ridiculous like, reptile yeah, shirts thanks you, you could get so many that instead of like grabbing the logo off each one you could like splice letters and write messages like you know like the the, the creepy stalker one from uh what was it? bodyguard remember the movie bodyguard anyway. my my foot sorry my buddy's uh my buddy one day took my friend's band sticker they had a band called insidious and he took their sticker and cut it up so that it said slayer instead <laughs> <laughs> you should do that on the next cusco and cut and see if anyone even notices <laughs> just chop up someone's stickers and make them say something else. but you know it's a good point like i get a lot of stuff you probably get the same thing um from people that are like you know maybe beginning breeders or or whatever. I get a lot of calls where people are like, I don't have anything to say. I just want to kind of network and I'm trying to get my name out there and tell people who I am and stuff. Um, 
and there's good ways and bad ways to do that. Because if you call me when I'm super busy and you're like, hey, I just kind of want to BS so that you know who I am. I'm like, okay, I remember you're that annoying guy that was interrupting me and wouldn't get off the phone. So I could get back to work. Or you can do it in the way where you're like, some people are awesome. Like I, I remember I said something about, I don't even remember what platform it was, but I said something about, I like be- vegan beef, jer- or not beef, but jerky, you know, because jerky is always good i i don't know that it necessarily matters the species you know what i mean there's you can you can get any kind of animal jerky and if it's done well it's good and then they make all kind of plant-based ones so anyway somebody sent me a big package and they're like i'm not vegan i think that stuff's crap but i asked all the vegans in town i fit this is apparently the best jerky for in miles around so they sent me some you know i had one guy i think this was from vegan jerky vegan jerky okay yeah so anyway my point is they they put their card in there and their sticker and everything and then you're like oh dang nice you know because they put a little effort into it i guess instead of just saying hey give me your time give me your mental energy give me give me give me i want to be somebody someday you know what i'm saying i'm saying this really like in a rude blunt way because this is not like a pet peeve of mine or anything i'm just saying that for those listening that are trying to get their word out there, if you have something to offer somebody, they're going to welcome you in. Oh, like, it's definitely a pet peeve of mine when somebody just comes and wants to like take, take, take. Like, oh, you built this great platform. Can you please like share my GoFundMe so I can get money from it? It's like, what? Right. Well, and especially if they're um, they're trying to take from you to promote themselves and they're not willing to give anything back or or, you know what I mean? Like they just don't care about you. They just see that you're, in whatever crowd or doing whatever thing or establish some way that they want to be. And, and they're trying to, you know, like, uh, parasitize you, I suppose, but there's a a total other thing where people like support their favorite, uh, you know, creators and stuff like that. And, you know, and they're, and they're just being great people and you get to know them. Like both of us have great Patreon communities that way. You for triple B me for reach out reptiles. Like, you know, the people that are on there just want to help, you know, they just want to hang out and they support stuff like that. So those are great. We said one, I remember some, some of the lengths that people go to, this was now like a year and a half ago. I'm still talking about it. So to make my point on this podcast, we talked about like, so I'm kind of vegan, whatever. I like how Kevin says cheat and vegan or whatever, but I, I still am down for like hunted or fished or naturally sourced food like that. Um, and we were talking about that on our podcast. And I said on my bucket list, I would love to go fishing for salmon in Alaska and just do like the cookout on the shore thing, you know, kind of like I used to do when I live in Minnesota, but with salmon (laughs) running up a river, you know what I mean? Instead of a perch or whatever. So, uh, and then this guy was like, oh, I'm going out to do that this weekend. And so he smoked a bunch of it. So he had like hot smoked salmon, he vacuum packed it and he sent us a ton of it. I mean, it was probably like five pounds of smoked salmon or something. And, and fortunately, like all of my employees are weenies and they're like, Oh, that's got skin on it. You know what I mean? And I was, so it was more for me. I was like, yeah, you know, it's the best part. (laughs) (laughs) You can't fix some of these guys, you know, (laughs) I love you style. Oh, Oh man. Uh, dude, speaking of crazy, like I was just sitting down here getting this set up and junior pops 
one of the sliding panels off of his enclosure, just like pop hits the ground. I was like, what They're like was plexi that? or acrylic or something? Yeah, it's acrylic. Not and glass. He, not yeah. glass. Yeah. No. But <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Because I think we I, talked I, about this. We did talk about this last time. And I've talked about it a little more recently too on our on the uh, live stream the other night that I think we are, after this discussion I had with Noah, Noah's a great person for me to talk to my son, Noah. Um, I, about, I know. I know. I know you know who I'm now. I'm doing that thing. Where you know, you're doing the thing that I always do, and yes. you always correct me. Yes, yeah, fun to <laughs> be on the other side of that. Go ahead. So you and your son, Noah, <laughs> yeah. or as I know him, the Carmel Kid. But right, anyway. right, dude. He looked super Carmel the other day. By the way, he's like wearing well, Carmel colored shirt, Look, Carmel pants. I'm more Neapolitan than ever. Look at <laughs> yeah, this. I, I got my chocolate, saw, my dude. strawberry, and my uh, vanilla right there. That's why we gave each other those nicknames. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Um, we had a kind of deep discussion as he and I do from time to time, um, uh, about, you know, breeding the snakes and like not wanting to just have a, a huge clutch and sending snakes out into the ether, hoping that whoever happens to get them, will take care of them. And that, that would mm. be the reason I'd never move forward with breeding retics, even though it was a plan when I got them originally. Now um, I'm following you. And I was like, I don't remember taking any of this, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, and junior popping out this morning as I was sitting here, it was kind of like, it's just another sign of like, I think I'm going to put him in with Halo. Like I've basically made up my mind at this point that I'm going to put him in with Halo. You let them decide. If you're I, horny enough to bust out your enclosure, I'll give you a date. <laughs> yeah. Sucks and, for and, all of you with the glass sliders, only the plexi guys. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> so I'm thinking that uh, like, to be fair, because the reason that we definitely want to do it, we'd, like to, we'd love for some people to get, offspring from junior and halo because they're both awesome retics like just personality wise and you know they've got they're kind of made for each other you know junior being a golden child motley uh head albino and halo being a lavender motley tiger um i'm sure cool hate titanium too yeah it'd be a cool pairing but um we're not but it's also just to let them do their thing and it's not necessarily about trying to get like whatever the highest morph of is it and and noah's noah's holdback was like i don't want I told him the different options. I gave him like, there's three options. Option one is we just don't breed them. There's nothing to worry about there with babies. Option okay. two, we get the eggs and we feed off the amount of eggs that we haven't found responsible homes for. Option three is we wait for them to hatch. And so we can feed off snakes potentially, you know, or, and then we'll know what we have. And we are fired. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. You are not pretty enough. <laughs> right. So we were like that. He's like, that's not, that doesn't seem right at all. I'm like you, well, you're right. It's not. Right. Thank you, Noah. That's uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. I was about to rant, but I'm not going to because I've done it before. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So we decided we're just we're not going to know what you know the genetics are we're, before the animals even have a chance to you know really feel. Um, we're going to feed the eggs off. So, uh, and then just have however many. Like I said, we'll we'll get a hold of people, see who we know that is responsible and wants one. And then we'll keep that many eggs. And then if some of them don't make it, oh, then some of them don't make it. And maybe not everybody gets one that wanted one. But yeah. that's, I think, going to be the plan. Interesting. I saw um, like a thumbnail of yours or whatever that was talking about culling snakes. Is that's, that what you were talking about? Yeah, we had that conversation there, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, it's a controversial one. On my last live stream, we talked about the idea of spay-neuter for snakes too. And if that hmm. was available what would that mean to the industry? Yeah. That, Cause we talked kind about of a fun here. one too. Yeah. yeah. I like those kinds of topics. 
Well, I'll tell you what's uh, fun over here in Snake World um, is uh, we got our first African house snakes hatched out. Nice. They're like earthworms. They're so <laughs> small. They're like this little strap to my mask. This is like about three inches longer than a newborn house snake. You know, they're they're so tiny. Aiden just fed them for the first time, and he's like, "What are we gonna feed these things?" Because we're breeding African softwares, and we looked at like day old pinkies, and we're like, "No, it would explode one of these things." So what I did was I, I pulled a bunch of like mice out that I was going to feed other stuff and, and clip their, you know, frozen thawed, of course, and then clip their tails off. And I told Aiden, watch this. This is cool how they do this. Cause I've bred some South African little colubrids before that are similar. They're called tiger snakes. Um, they're really neat, but uh, I haven't actually even seen any since I got out of them, which I hate when that happens. It's like somebody carry the torch. I can't do it all. Um, but <laughs> I'm serious. Like everyone keeps going to these like mainstream or trending animals. Anyway, um, it's kind of neat. I clipped all the tails off of them and we just took the hashtag stump. super dwarfs. Sorry. Says, <laughs> I mean, Wiccan's wicked reptiles says is one of the rising stars for 2020. Right. No, I, I'm snake. giving you crap. Obviously you there, they are on the map. I would say mostly because of you and your work so he didn't shout me out in the video but he did what? use all all my footage <laughs> he didn't even put what he didn't put like a little thing that said the footage from reach out reptiles uh, guaranteed I, he did that. i mean it, it says reach out i mean oh, okay. i don't remember it i mean it's obvious that's all i think he, just, he always says he always puts a little a little notation down where, who, oh where yeah i'm i'm just messing because he's our <laughs> buddy but but at any rate oh um, dude did you see i i, I hate cutting you off because i hate it when you do it to me but did you see his? Did you see his Costa Rica trip, Karma. dude? The video from his Costa Rica. I saw trip? some of them. Yeah, because well, he put a bunch out. Yeah, that, does that make that you jealous? The initial one, the initial one. No, it made me proud. I think, I, of, I think that's I, the one I saw. Yeah. Yeah, no, it made me proud because of the of the production quality, and I know he really liked. Oh, and it's all, way outside of his. Way outside like, of his realm. Top of, five, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and it was so well done. I I yeah. was just. I was super proud of him for it. I was yeah. like, oh, look, it's like Dave Kaufman, but small <laughs> with no hair. Sorry. Oh, Dave just sent me a text message. I don't know. What, um, yeah. what uh, were you saying, though, about the, the house snakes? Breeding? <laughs> but you take the little tail, you take the little stump, and you, like, push it on their mouth, and then they just go, nom, 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 and they gobble it up. So, like, when everyone, when we hatched these, everyone around here was like, what are we going to do? We're going to have to force feed these things, because you've heard that they're difficult to get started or, or something like that. And I was like, no, 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 no. So like they, they gobble like a, like hog like nose an indigo or snake. indigo snake. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So you just push it in their mouth. These have never eaten before. And so, you know, you can try to throw some stuff in there. We just didn't anything small enough, but a mouse tail is free because you're feeding the mice to other stuff. So second, they're big enough, they'll get something else. Or maybe we can do a quail foot or some other grotesque thing to feed them but they're they're so funny to me because they're squirmy as all get out and you just hold them in your hand and you go and put the food on their face and then they sit at it for like one two seconds like hmm, what's this and then they just go blah, 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 and they eat it up <laughs> and they're like oh that was easy it's literally almost easier than just tong feeding babies as you go through a rack you just pick it up and go you know stick it in there so everyone's like, wow, these are great. So it's pretty fun. That sounds but, fun. Yeah. So anyway, if you guys want another species, let me know. I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here because now everyone's going to call me. They're like, I want house snakes.
but I'm just uh, breeding them to, these are like het for everything kind of house snakes. You know, I, I didn't, I don't, I don't need as many. And I got three more clutches in the incubator. And so I have extras. Um, I have a, an avenue already preset to sell and get the babies to good homes. Cause just like you were talking about, definitely something you want to think about in advance. So I can send as many house snakes that way as I want. But in the meantime, if you guys want a pair of house snakes that are like pos had everything, because all their morphs are recessive right now, I've, I've got some cool ones. So they're literally off of my most expensive pair of house snakes. So. Wow. Kind of like bull snakes or something, huh? Everything's like recessive. Yeah. Honestly, most species are like that. There's very few like codom. And, and then typically when you do get codoms, they're the wonky ones like jag carpets or like the, the lily white crested's, you know, they're, they always mm -hmm. have like neuro things. And so, I, I mean, the, the more popular a species becomes, the more stuff pops out like that. But I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but most of the stuff I've noticed when you have traditional stuff like albino or genetic stripe, they typically don't have any real issues, you know, but they're always recessive too. So all the house snake morphs, as far as I know, there's no issues with them whatsoever. But then when you get the, the codom stuff, they get like weird issues, you know? Now you're saying like incomplete dominant? Yeah. All right, I was just, I was just checking. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time you came over to my house, you were like, you, were like, you went on a rant about, about a video I put out that you like ranted at me like We're calling like, stuff like, codom yeah but <laughs> yeah. talking about other things like you don't don't tell me how to <laughs> like well i don't remember what it was i don't remember the word for word stuff but <laughs> oh i just i, it was, I mean it, it, that's another it like, one of the reptile funny, like, industry you, the way that you were ranting about it was like you were ranting to somebody else about my video but you were ranting to me about it <laughs> gossiping to you about how much you drive me crazy yeah, <laughs> yeah was, sounds like that's right that's my style i, I wouldn't say it behind your back i just remember thinking about it because it sounded like the way you were talking or maybe it was just my own perspective it was like it just sounded like you're ranting to somebody else about me but it just happened to be to me <laughs> <laughs> well i'll tell you what it's probably exactly the opposite topic of like what i'm saying now but i'm gonna do the the rant from the other side devil's advocate one i guess but like the the way that everyone in the reptile industry thinks they're a scientist and they like to correct each other like the classic one would be like it's not poisonous it's venomous and you're like well whatever can't change 100 years of history that quick doofus and you knew what i meant anyway so you know what i mean you weren't concerned when i said that i saw a poisonous snake that i was going to be eating said snake or whatever you knew what i meant so just back off you know what i mean <laughs> but like stuff like codom i actually incomplete dominance usually the way i say it but you grew up saying codom and you don't switch it you know is and, it like and, uh, like kleenex like it's 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 a instead brand of a tissue right. yeah kind of like i mean it just comes to mean something and i think that that's okay you know and it actually sort of like ties you to something you know yeah, we, I guess we it's, actually, it's not hurting anybody, you know, I mean, that's, I guess, whether you, you can really get into the weeds with some of this stuff for sure. Well, some of it's bad. We actually talked about this on um, the last video I did was about Kalatoas. And we said, like, some people use Kalatoa and, and Superdorf synonymously. And that's bad. 
because if you were to call a Kalatoa a super dwarf, that's fine. That's accurate. But if someone sells you something as a super dwarf and then you assume and label it as a Kalatoa, hmm. you're going to screw stuff up. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So, but I, I brought up the point. It's kind of like saying, go Google it. You know, like I, I'm, I'm saying when I say Google it, you know that I mean to search for something on the internet. It could be Bing, it could be Yahoo, it could be you know Chrome, whatever. But uh, you know, we we say Google it, and the the company names become the name. And every time someone corrects me on something, I ask them how they pronounce Burmese Python from Myanmar. You know what I mean? Because Burma doesn't exist anymore. So quit calling it Burmese Python if you're going to do that. You do it too. You do it too. But I know what you meant. I wasn't an a-hole about it. How do you pronounce it? Broghammerous. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's another good one. That's a controversial one. Hmm. Not really, though. No. Uh, yeah, no. I find controversial topics. They're, I feel like they're becoming less, which is nice. I'm mean, just what? all over. Are you crazy? I guess. I feel like every time there's a new conversation, it brings up a new controversial topic. Well, I guess maybe I'm thinking that there's there's so many. It's like it's getting to the point where like it's almost ridiculous. Like what is considered controversial at this point, where it's like it's at that breaking point where it's going to be like it's just ridiculous. This is ridiculous that this is even a controversial subject. Like that is the one thing. No matter what side of any argument you could be talking about, left versus right, or should you be vaccinated, or you you know, and like these violently con- controversial conversations. And the one place everyone can find middle ground is, oh my god, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is too much. We're all too much. We just need to relax a little bit. Oh man, that's why I sat in this chair today, dude. I don't know if you can see this thing, but it's it's big. I've been shopping for a new chair. Oh Um, man, I found this thing at a at an antique store down the street from the whiskey shop I go to. Oh cool. What's it look like on the bottom? Does it have rollers or it's got a legs? It's like a it's a it's not legs. It's got a uh, a circular. It's got like a hula hoop base, a metal hula hoop. Yeah, that it rests on. Here, I'll just so it's like a bar stool. But like, but it doesn't, it's not on wheels. It doesn't slide. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. That's not what I was expecting. Yeah. That's like a lazy Susan underneath your chair. So no wheels, just sets and spins. I like that. Yeah. It's super chill, dude. I went into that place. I went to the shop, walked around, check it out. It was super cool. Awesome shop with a cool couple that owns it. And they were playing our, um, first dance wedding song and then when i walked in so i just walked in all in a good mood and went and sat in this chair and i was just like <laughs> that's how they get you they play your wedding song for everyone that walks in that's good marketing <laughs> and there was a couple in there that it was makes like, you want to commit <laughs> yeah and there's this other couple in there that was like that song and I was, I was like this is a great song and they're like yeah this this is great this is our song i was like wow <laughs> well this is my chair <laughs> so i've been i've been uh shopping and I'm trying to do this interior design, wear that hat, and it's not working. And my problem is, you know this, it's like the whiskey, it's like the cigars. It's just not worth drinking garbage stuff, you know, because you and I, I think are in the same, that if, you, if you're drinking some whiskey, you're not drinking it to get drunk. Definitely Almost not. never. Uh, right? Pretty much never. In fact, I wish that 
I could drink more of it without getting drunk just because I love the- Me too. Yes. So it's like, yeah, it's like wanting to drink a milkshake and not get full and fat, right? Totally. So you just want the flavor of it. So I'm the same way with everything. So I had to buy some furniture for this new shop. And I started with a couch. Well, of course, I can't just go to like a furniture store like a normal person and look at couches and buy one. I have to first sit down and think, what does this couch say about me as a person? (laughs) What couch reflects the message of my soul? And the answer to that, no matter who you are, is expensive. <laughs> so I bought a set of couches. I, I have a picture of it here for those of you guys that are watching on YouTube. It's it's oh, that called, looks nice. It's a Chesterfield leather couch. It's it's built and imported in Germany. You pick your or I'm sorry, in England, and then you you pick your you know they may use all hardwoods and they go into how they build the frame and you choose your leather option. Dude, I'll tell you. I've been lucking out on stuff like that recently, like in the past few days. Well, starting with this but chair. The chair looks like, yeah, it looks kind of like that. You Dude, know? this thing was 50 bucks. I walked in, uh, like, they didn't have a price tag on it, I don't think. I think I walked in, I was like, how much is it? I was like, oh, what? I was like, here, take the money. I'll come back with something that I can pick it up in. And, um, like, I went to go try and find another one of these to have a matching set so we could sit out in the garage and smoke cigars. And, like, I'm not the only comfy one. A lot of people are sitting in office chairs. Yeah. Um, and they were, like, 450 500 bucks for something yep. that would match this. That's the problem. So, all right. So, this is the journey I've been on. A bit, I ordered these ridiculously expensive couches. And the funny thing for me is I, I'm completely just narcissistic and egotistical. And I'm all about image not practicality. I would literally sit on, I think I have one in here. Nope. My wife organized my desk for me. Wait, wait, wait. What, what did you, can you repeat the last five sentences or four sentences? Can you say that one more time? You are what? <laughs> Narcissistic and egotistical. And what, and that means that you image and you, what? Yeah. So, well, I was trying to finish this. Sometimes my sentences bounce, bounce back uh, and forth. My English just, teacher in high school told me that she's like, your sentences are longer than most people's whole report. You know that, right? So they're, they're structured correctly, but you have to wait to the end or they don't make sense. It's kind of like watching one of those movies where they show you different splices of a timeline. Well, when we sat here in this room <laughs> and did this podcast for the first time, I think it was, you were totally happy to drink the whiskey out of a snake deli cup. So I'm oh, I'm yeah, okay I, with that. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. No, don't get me wrong. Here's my thing. So what I was going to say in my sentences, the nice couches I'm buying for people who visit, there's a place where they visit. They're going to go sit there. I'll sit on a metal folding chair. You get, you get what I'm saying? Like, okay. so if I were to say, Hey, we're going to set up a little bar here at reach out reptiles. As funny as I think it would be to offer people drinks in deli cups, I would probably go buy some ridiculously fancy cup that reflects the message of our soul around here. Expensive, right? (laughs) So now that I bought the couch, I needed a little chair for our receptionist area. And now I need a chair for here because we're going to eventually set this office up for like YouTube. So if no one was looking, I would just stand up, you know what I mean? But once people are looking, you're like, ah, now it's got to match, you know? 
So I bought these, this chair that I found at like a vintage shop or whatever. And then of course, when you find them, I'm like, I might need a matching one later. Wow. This reflection is, it's like a, it's like a bar stool with a low back. Yeah. Low back bar stool, but see the, like the leather and the metal. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It looks very much like our trade show booth. You're familiar with how that looks. Mm. So they had two of them and I'm like, I knew like with your chair, like I'm never going to be able to match this. I only need one. They're like $350 for those stupid bar stools, but I bought two because I needed one and it, it matched. And then it, they had a second one, they're vintage. So I had to like, you know, get it. So now I'm on this hunt for like a Chesterfield high back chair for this room, just so that when I sit back and I do an interview in a video, it'll match the experience that customers have when they walk through the door. Well, I'm going to give you, they're the like 2,500 bucks. If I I'm going to give one. you the same energy that I got yesterday, I'm going to pass it on. <laughs> God, please take that and give it to Garrett. Like I got yesterday. <laughs> uh, I've been, I've been wanting to get this particular bottle of Jack Daniels. It's called Koi Hill. It's like a, it's a limited yeah. release. One of their yearly limited releases from their, one of their, their warehouses that's up on the highest part of the property of Jack Daniels and way up in the top of the warehouse. It's like 144 proof, like, intense flavors all the reviews i've seen people are like this is like angels like dancing in my mouth like like these type <laughs> of reviews and i'm like oh man i'm never going to see one of those bottles just because it, it's it's a 70 dollar msrp bottle and it's just another one of those, i mean you know pappy's pa like 900 yeah. bucks right but it's like two thousand right. dollars and the same thing happened with this almost immediately like it's 70 dollars msrp you start it's seeing new? On second, it's new and you okay, start seeing on secondary sure. markets for like I've seen it when I Google it, like just trying to find it online, prices come up at like $1,000. And I'm just like, I'm like, just not, fortunately, somebody sent me a sample yesterday, a little, a, like three ounce sample of it. And I didn't taste it yet. No, I didn't taste it yet. Oh. But, but so I got the sample. <laughs> I going to say, fortunately, I hated it. <laughs> no, I got, uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sure I won't. I don't, well, I can't be a hundred percent sure, but I imagine I won't based on the people that I know that tasted it and like how I know their palates line up with mine kind of, uh, and I was just kind of gave up on the fact I was like, happy to get the sample. I was happy that I, somebody was so cool to send me a sample so that I could at least try it. But I, and I just was like, well, that, I, that's great. I got the sample. Cause I've pretty much given up on the idea that I'm ever going to get one of those bottles. And then like an hour after I opened that sample and set it on my, my counter, Matt sends me a screenshot of a place down in Southern California, their Instagram story that says, boom, Koi, bottle of Koi Hill. We've got a few down here. And they, this, this store does really something really cool that a lot of other whiskey shops don't is yeah. that they, they will just give you the option. They'll give you bundles. So a lot of these stores are able to get those allocated bottles because of how much they sell of the other crap that people don't yeah, necessarily right, want. Right, yeah. And so they're being they, rewarded for being a good customer. Right. And so they'll, they'll just bundle that together for their customers and they won't try to like ramp up to some ridiculous price on this bottle, even though they know they could probably get it. They want to sure. be fair to their yeah. customers. And they, and they, so they include a, you know, this six pack of Irish whiskey, you buy that and this bottle and you purchase them together and you, then you can get it. And it, they made a blooper on their thing. Like they only had that story up for literally 20 minutes must've been up. Matt screenshotted it. Cause it said in store or online. Cause usually some of the deals are, you have to be there in person. Cause they don't want people buying them Ooh, online and flipping them and doing this. Copy and pasted it wrong. And you took advantage of it. Well, I called them. I called them. I I've been there plenty of times. I've, I've met the guys and bought, you know, frequented their store and I was like, hey, I, the Koi Hill bottle, like, I, I, can I pay for it right now over the phone? And they're like, no, it's, it's in-store only. 
I was like, oh, there was a, your, your story, your Instagram story says in store online. And they're like, oh yeah, that was a typo. We deleted that. <laughs> they, not before I saw it. But they still, but it, they're not, they're still not going to go against <laughs> their, their thing. Okay. They're, they're, they're not going to honor that just because it was a, a little typo. They it said online, it meant they put only, it just like autocorrected or something. But there was a guy that I met down there named Austin, who, uh, when I left my camera on a plane and I was looking to replace stuff, he just one of those type people, like you said, people that like follow and really want to support. I mean, he's looking to start his own YouTube channel too, at some point, but this is in California. It's not the Austin. I know no, that we met no. at CMB. Okay. No, different, different Austin. Okay. Uh, equally as cool. I would say, um, <laughs> Ooh, but he's tough. He said, I know it is tough. It is tough, but they are, <laughs> they are, I, they're both really cool. Like they both do Austin, the name Austin, like extreme justice. Uh, so, he sent me camera stuff. I went and just like for me to keep, he was like, I'm not using this stuff. Just have it. And I was like, dude, like, thanks. But no, as soon as I, uh, I knew as soon as I get my camera replaced, like I got my stuff, you know, my new stuff. And I was like, all right, dude, I'm bringing you your camera stuff back. Like, you want me to ship it? Like I'm coming down there to visit my family. We can meet up somewhere. And he's like, Oh, cool. That's awesome, man. And I was like, yeah, it was awesome for you to freaking send it and give it to me in the first place. So we met up. It just happened to be that where he was and where I was at Hillary's grandma's house was that liquor store was halfway between there. So we okay. met there to for me to give him his camera stuff back, however many months ago. And so I was, and Matt's on the phone. And so we're like trying to figure out how we're going to get to this store before they sell those last two bottles they got. Cause they're going to go like that. Mm. And Matt's like, I'll get down there tonight sometime. And I was like, they will be gone by that time, dude, they will be gone by the time you get down there. So I, I was like, who do I know down there? And I was like, Austin. I met Austin at that freaking store. <laughs> I call him. He picks, up on like, he picks up on like the first ring. He's like, what's up, dude? I was like, man. Go remember to that? this address. I remember, I remember that liquor store. you we... money. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. I was, remember that place we met? <laughs> the liquor store we met at? I was like, how, what, how, what's the chance that you're close to there and can get there like right now? He's like, oh, I'm like 20 minutes away. I was like, Dude, yeah, I'll pay you, pay, I'll give you gas money. Like, I just explained to him real quick the situation. He went down there and the, he tried to get us two, but they only do one per person. Um, but he got it for us and I paid pounds some money. And it, so the bottles of Irish whiskey that went with it, here's the thing. So $70 bottle MSRP, right? That people are selling for like $1,000. There's, you get six bottles of the Irish whiskey, slain Irish whiskey, and that bottle of Coy Hill, it was $199. Each of those bottles of slain whiskey are $30 themselves MSRP. So 30 times six, that's 180 bucks. So You're technically for 20 bucks, got whatever, that bottle yeah. for 20 bucks. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Cool. So I'm trying to pass that on. Down to Chesterfield on Craigslist in the area, but they never contacted me back. So mm. I need to find a vintage leather Chesterfield, like executive chair, you know, like a high back. They're, they're the ones with the, for those that aren't watching, like the, the little, uh, Buttons rivets, in them, buttons yeah, that, the little yeah. riveted buttons that you put in the in a dark brown leather. Yeah, it makes it look. That's super what cool. I need to find. You know, I'm building like custom desks and all this stuff. It's it's going a little bit crazy. I can't wait Especially, to visit, dude. Oh, you know what? The longer you wait, the cooler it's getting because we got so much stuff. Yeah, that's I mean, why I'm can, not there right now. You can actually see like designs for builds and stuff in the in the background of this video. But... You know what that one thing looks like above the word museum? That looks like the uh, cage that they put uh, Mad Morgan in. Mad Morgan in. Remember the movie Willow? And uh, 
Oh, yeah. Wasn't that round, though? This one's triangle. Uh, yeah, it was kind of roundish. I guess it this was one's not even triangle. It's just, I mean, you can't see Wait, wait. Okay, there. but what is it? <laughs> I can't well, tell you. I haven't told anybody. This, right. this right here. Okay, I'll tell you this. Okay, this is a cage and this is a floor plan. Okay, I could tell that was a cage. That's, That's all I can I tell you because I haven't mentioned it to anybody yet but it looks like a cage that you those medieval things that you hang people in to make a pretty close it's pretty close and that would totally be on brand for me right medieval torture for the snakes you know it's what we do it's what gives them character you know we want we want yinzer snakes going out there born in a life of you know depression and working hard for everything so we're gonna torture them (laughs) Anyway, anyway. Oh man. So I'll I'll tell you what. This is this is my idea for a dive deep in the shallow end. And it's kind of funny that it sort of ties ties in with a conversation we've been having a little bit about like shopping and trying to find tough stuff. Who who is the hardest person in your life to buy a Christmas present for? That's my question. Cause I I'm I'm a procrastinator. And for me, easy answer. It's my wife. She's like, she's grateful for everything. It's not like she's hard to please or anything like that. But I, I always am like, no, I want to get something really good. And for her, like if she was, if she was just expensive, that would be easy. Hey babe, here's a diamond. You know what I mean? Look how big it is this year. Then that would be easy for me. You know what I'm saying? But she's not like that. You know, she, she actually wouldn't appreciate that. She'd be like, why'd you waste money on this? There's so many better things in life. So it makes it very challenging because she's happy with everything, you know? So it makes her really, it's so hard to be like, Oh, wow, this is a great gift, honey. And it drives me crazy. I, I end up having to like, nothing is good enough. And I end up having to like make stuff for her. I was shopping online. I was like, I, what I want for her doesn't exist. I'm going to have to make it like this week while Christmas is happening and all this other stuff. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Well, there's, for me, here's, here's the problem. I don't generally buy people Christmas presents unless something speaks to me uh, for that person like i see something like oh this person will love that a- and around the christmas time is the appropriate time to act on that notion but i generally don't christmas shop for i people. like it a long time it's been a long time i, since I like that that that's how i would roll too and what i should do is just do that throughout the year and then wrap it up in christmas package and hide it somewhere but the tough thing is now we got what uh, less than a week until christmas and I want a present that speaks to me for that person, but I got to force it. That's why she's difficult. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, you got a week and a day. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for correcting me, Mr. Poisonous Venom. No, I was trying to give you more time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was, it, was uh, a, it was a half It'll be full. easier for me to find an office chair than it will be to buy something for my wife that makes her happy. So who is your person? You just saying people know not to be disappointed by you now. Brian's probably not giving me a gift unless it's random. I guess. I mean, I don't think that I, <laughs> I, I don't want to feed into the corporate, you know, I, we, we, we don't really do the holidays as much as like 
we don't i we don't i like it's by, just because it's christmas you're supposed to buy people stuff especially now this is my first christmas as a christian like i i know what it's really about now it's not about getting people things and stuff sure. right um okay but uh, that's a great excuse <laughs> fantastic a reindeer's nose. <laughs> um but I, no, I've really like Hillary does pretty much all of the gift shopping for everybody, and it comes from us. Like you know that she like for the, where such the, a dad cop out. I'm sorry, it's that's just a what happens. Dad cop out. I mean Ashley does too, but that's why I have to buy her something. I got I got one person I need to buy for because that person takes care of me on everybody else, and what do I do? And I don't want to be like, sorry, babe, commercialism. I didn't buy you anything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for all your hard work for the rest of the family, by the way. H Hillary Jag off. knows what she wants. Hillary will be like, this is, you know what you could get? She'll, Hillary will literally like give me like what it is that she would like. She makes it super easy. So she's not the person. She's not the person. She's not the person at all. She's like probably the easy. She's like, this is what I want. She'll even like sometimes like I... I bought this so you can it could be from you. <laughs> Hillary is the you can tell her I said this. Hillary is like the classic wife that makes everybody else jealous in every other way. That's that's who she is. Anyway, yeah. who's so your person? If I I mean dude, I I have not put any thought into this because I'm not buying anybody <laughs> any presents. I got one person a present uh, a couple of days ago because it was something that spoke to me. And I was like, this person, and it was just happened to be, I was buying one for myself too. And I was like, you know what? I know who that person is, I think. All right. <laughs> Am I right? I don't know. I, you didn't well, it was say a couple of days ago. You just said that your cigar thing, you bought like the store pick uh, Eagle Rare and you told me you were going to go buy me some Eagle Rare a couple of days ago. Is oh, it me? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. But I see. If Is it's that a, who you were thinking of? No, it's not. Oh, okay. All right. But Fair yes, enough. to your point, I, I was like, I, <laughs> I've see, I've done that for you. Remember? I, I, but it's not Christmas. It had nothing to do with Christmas. It no, was. That's okay. I, yeah, I like that. I'm just yeah. saying. There's pressure. It's Christmas. You gotta <laughs> perform. No, man. No, I, I've always been, a, I've always rebelled against like, especially when people expect something from me, it almost makes me like my, my, the, the part of me that is not humble, the part of me that is like, gonna rub my beliefs in your face is the part that says you can't tell me what to do. You can't pressure me into doing something. Even so just, just to be fair, like Ashley doesn't expect anything. She's wonderful. You know what I mean? Like, like if I got a pair of fuzzy socks, she'd be happy. It, the pressure is more for me where it's like, You're she, making does pressure so, on yourself. she does so much for me that there are times of year like Christmas, Valentine's, her birthday anniversary. You feel like you where she her. doesn't care about anything, but I'm like, man, I, I love this woman so much. I owe her so much she does so much more for me than i do for her you know what i mean and even if i told her that she would disagree because she's humble you know what i'm saying so That's it's great. like times like this where it's like man i just i want to like knock it out of the park you know and i i come up blank fair enough fair enough i i you don't have any you you're totally free of that huh you don't care at all it's it's not that i don't care it's well maybe it is that no i don't care I'm not I don't, the, about the person i mean about the you know the tradition or whatever yeah no not so much I, I, it's not a big deal to me about like like 
no, it's I don't have that where I like I need to this needs to be this like big special thing for this. There, so here, there was a time when I had lots and lots of disposable income. And I would just basically play fairy to people, whoever wanted whatever it was they wanted. Like I was that fairy for that person, you know, it's sounding weird as it's coming out of my mouth, the way the words I'm choosing, but. <laughs> You're just generous. You easy come, easy go. Yeah. Even when I don't like, cause I have, I right now I do have a bunch of whiskey. So when I went to that event last night, I pulled stuff off the, I wasn't like, Oh, I don't like this stuff. I don't like this stuff. I'm going to take it to give it to people. I was like, I think people like this. I think people like this. Everybody's having cigars. Some people like this. I brought good stuff. And I just yeah. put it on the thing. And there's, you know, like, I think 40 or 50 people showed up to this event. And it was the biggest event they've had that I've been to. Um, and I just put them up on the bar there and just kind of made a loud announcement. Like there's whiskey over here. Help yourself. Um, yeah. And it's cool to be that guy. Yeah. I just like, it makes it, it feels good. It feels good to, to do that. And so I don't have any, there's no pressure. I don't, I don't get myself in a spot where I feel pressured to get somebody something because I, I always, am finding the moment without with or without christmas like the, to give like oh this is and even more so more and more as i the older i get the more the better it feels the better like and the more willing i seem to be to be like i want to i want to give you this almost to the point where like you know the, the saying give till it hurts like sure yeah like that i think that's where i'm at um so no, I don't have somebody that I can think of was like, oh, okay. Cause I, if I don't, if I'm not, I don't even, it doesn't cross my mind. It doesn't cross my mind to think about, oh man, I need to get a gift for this person. What is it going to be? I go on. You know, it probably just means that you have far less of a deficit of owing people <laughs> in the, in the realm of give and take. than I do, yeah, that's what it means. It's, you know, I, I mean, I spend myself, entirely all day long on other people and stuff like that yeah I was gonna but say i don't spend myself person. enough on my wife mm, that's you got you got guilt built up huge deficit so and the christmas thing is like i mean i've uh done all kinds of random christmases you know what i mean i've even skipped christmas and gone to a tropical country where they don't celebrate it and stuff like that on christmas you know which is a, actually a pretty cool experience to like not have it at all you don't realize you know, where it does impact you until you've done that. But, um, but for my wife, it's very important. Like, you know, I mean, like I said, she doesn't expect it. And if I get her nothing, she'll love me the same. But if I got her something really special that she wasn't expecting, I put it under the tree and it was just right. That would mean a lot to her. And so that's why it's important to me because she's just much more, um, traditional i guess you know what i mean like she she enjoys this kind of thing like her family's that way too i always thought like ah you guys are stupid you know what i mean like you don't have to be together on some magical december 25th to make it whatever and i've come to appreciate it over time that like their whole family all comes together from all over the place you know to spend that time together and they make it you know, they make it important. We so. we've done that a lot. This is actually the first year that we're not doing that in probably my entire life. You mean we, as in like your mom and dad and that yeah, extended like family? Our, yeah, as like in our yeah. entire family, grandma, grandpa. Well, I, I guess my grandma will be coming. I just found out this morning that my grandma will be coming down this way um, around Christmas time, which is fantastic. But um, for the last 
12 years, for like for the for my entire life we've we've gone somewhere to you know even if it was in my hometown we would go to my my grandma's which was luckily a mile away but we'd still you know have christmas morning at the house and then we go everybody would meet at my grandma's and we'd spend the day there and then have dinner and even the night before we'd have christmas eve dinner there at her house and when i you know after i got married we'd start swapping like whatever year we would go and have uh thanksgiving down with her with hillary's family we'd go have um christmas with mine that same year and then we'd swap the next year and so we were always going somewhere for these past 10 years or whatever to be somewhere and this is the first time we actually stayed home for thanksgiving just us and i invited my neighbor jim because he was going to be by himself and then christmas morning all our plan is at this point is to stay here like we're we're not going to go anywhere um maybe my cousin's down the street later if, if he's depending on what he's doing but um yeah first year in a long time but that's been a big thing for us always too like th thanksgiving and Christmas, like it's, it's been a point to be with as much family as possible on those holidays. That's great. Yeah, that's a great way. To, I mean, that's probably the most important tradition because you're forcing yourself to set aside. I mean, that's still corporate tradition, but it's it's based in love and reconnection of your family and investing in each other. So it's a, it's a good tradition. Right. Whoa, this is why I like go. this podcast. Okay. I figured oh. out the present. But go I, ahead. I, okay, good. I'm glad you figured out the present because I just you figured it too. Okay. I, fig I figured out what who it's the hardest to to get for, but but okay. also but and it's not that hard to be fair. But mm -hmm. it is the only one that I actually have to put thought into at times, yeah. which I think we're not doing this year for the first time. Um, okay. We do a game gift. Um, we would always play this gift game in the family. Like everybody gets a gift. You know, there's like a price limit or whatever, so people don't get crazy, and. Uh, and you go sit in the circle with your gift for the game and we pass Is it like the, the swap elephant kind of right right it's kind of like yeah. that. you pass the dice around and you know roll either a one or a six you get to pick one out of the pile and then once you everybody has one then you're rolling and if you get a one or six you can swap with whoever has what gift you want and and then there's a timer set so it's like kind of like duck duck goose um yeah whenever the timer goes off whatever you have in your hand that's what you're getting that's fun and uh and then there's always the after the game's over swapping that still happens but um, <laughs> do you but know finding what something my, that everybody last... would like that's finding something that everybody would want is yeah. uh you know what my last one was for a game i mean it wasn't that exact same game but it was like the steal from someone or pick a new gift type of a game yeah yeah you want to know what i got i do yeah 250 madagascan hoss, uh, hissing cockroaches <laughs> non-reptile people freak. <laughs> it was just this giant vat full of like huge tropical cockroaches it was That's great it ridiculous. got stolen twice but there was like kids in there too and i was like why do you want cockroaches They're like i'm turning this loose in my mom's room as soon as i get home wow. <laughs> i was like so just if anyone wants to do that and you want people to talk about it for years to come which was always my priority Hissing cockroaches. To about 250, will do. <laughs> but why were you saying like 30 seconds ago? You're saying I, this is why I really like this podcast. I I didn't. I really like this podcast because what you were talking about. Uh, real. I I figured out what I wanted. Do you want to hear what my thought process was? What you wanted to get for Ashley? to get for my wife? Yeah, I have okay. two amazing presents now. And well, you I better hope she doesn't listen to this because it's going out today, and we still got it one day in a day, week till Christmas. She won't, or if she does, she can pretend to be surprised. So, <laughs> um, did you know that I started a podcast, or I mean, a vlog channel? Have you watched it? 
Yeah, we talked about it last month, Bill. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I didn't know. So it's pretty fun. It's called the reach or whatever. And it's been, it's been really cool for you already do this. Okay. I do remember we talked about this now. You already do this, but it's super fun for me to like watch the stuff after the fact. And you know, what I like is like all of my customers wives is the target audience (laughs) because they're like, I love this because my husband talks about you all the time. I always have to watch reach out reptiles videos, but now I have one that's like, it's you guys and we can watch it together, but because it has little to nothing to do with reptiles, you know what I mean? They just kind of happen to be there. Um, It's more about people. They have a lot more fun with it. That's so yeah, go ahead. That that's what the vlog channel for me had had done from the beginning. I get so many people saying, "Oh, I get thanks for doing this because now I get to you're like because I got the snakes in there, but mm-hmm. they can get their wives and their families to watch because of the all the family stuff happening." Yeah. See, I have I have the wives uh, like thanking me and stuff, but but for whatever reason in my life and my vlog it reflects a little bit differently than yours. So in your vlog, you, you pop out and Hillary, poor Hillary is in her workout clothes, you know, hitting the bicycle or something and you're filming her too long. And she's like, okay, that's enough. And she's entertaining you. And we all that watch just sit back and think, wow, she's so patient with him. My wife would have punched me in the eye. Um, my wife is a little different. So like the, the perfect quintessential one is uh, when we did the unboxing of the, the new house snakes. Oh, yeah, we talked about this one? last month, bro. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So going back to that one, uh, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but seeing like the priorities of where I spend my time and money and all this kind of stuff, everyone's like, wow, you're a jerk. I'm hashtag team Ashley from here on out. <laughs> you know what I mean? You owe that woman. And I've been hearing nothing but that ever since this, this crazy mustache that I'm growing out. I didn't try to do this. I was sick with COVID for two weeks since our last one. And I didn't shave for a while. And then I thought like my kids were asking me about shaving and I was like, let's, let's shave, you know? So I showed them how to shave. I shaved the sides and I had a little goatee going with the mustache. And I was like, there, should I stop here? And they're like, no. So then I shaved my chin and I've got nothing but the mustache and the flavor saver there. And I'm like, hey, should I stop? And they're like, yes, that looks awesome. You look like Bap-Bap. And I thought that they were going to make me just shave my whole face and look like a naked chicken until I grew out my soul patch again. But they wanted me to stop with the mustache. So I did. And Ashley's like, well, how come my opinion doesn't count? And the kids count. They don't kiss you as much as I do. And I was like, well, they do now. They kiss me more than you have been since I grew out the mustache. <laughs> Logic. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, hashtag team Ashley. Uh, in that video, the house snake video, I got so many comments about, please buy this wife her kitchen. And we're in the middle of renovating the kitchen. Um, we started about two years ago (laughs) and we got a bunch done and then we stopped really Ashley doesn't care about the kitchen because 10 years ago I started renovating the rest of the house and I never put any trim up. So I have like new floor going up to the wall with an ugly gap in the middle that all the kids Legos and gummy bears get stuck in. Yes. Yeah. It's all the same. Uh, around the windows, I put like new, nicely insulated windows, spray foamed them and never put the trim on, you know what I'm saying? So we have like this unfinished feel through the whole house. Cause I'm like, 
I'm practical. So I get the 90% done that, that is like the, this part matters. And then the part that makes it like look cute. So you can be proud. I don't care about. So I just, I've always, never put the trim around the door in my snake room either. And think of the point you said, because why does it matter? It doesn't have to <laughs> exist. It's only for looking good. And I don't care, you know, unless obviously it's my executive chair, but that's only because someone else has to look at it and not me. Anyway, the perfect present that I'm going to surprise Ashley with is more than more so than the kitchen. She wants this trim done. That's been like, even her mom, when she comes over, she's like, every time she walks in the door, she's like, Oh, you still haven't done the trim yet. Huh? Mm, okay. I see what kind of son-in-law you are. It's been and, like that uh, since I was there. It's been like that forever. In the first three <laughs> weeks I bought my house, I renovated the whole thing. I was up every single night renovating this place so that we could move in and i stopped short of the trim and i never continued so it's always been that way um so, so how are you going to do that as a surprise for christmas i you know what i'll just get a receipt or an appointment or something because at this point like i'm so busy that i won't be able to do the trim for a long time but i'll just call i mean all i have to do is make a phone call <laughs> i'll make a phone call and i'll hire a contractor and we'll set an appointment for him to put in the trim and it'll all be paid for. She won't even see it. You know what I'm saying? And that will be her Christmas present. And then the second one is very similar to this. And everybody, if you could throw rocks through a, a car speaker or a uh, you know computer screen or whatever, you should just stone me now. I don't have any life insurance. And she's been wanting to me to get life insurance forever. Oh, and I don't oh, know. And I always say, take out a life insurance policy, do it. And she's like, no, you do it. You care about your family. You set it all up. You know what I'm saying? And it's just a, just a failure thing that I've never done. And you know what I mean? It's very disappointing to her. And we all agree. I'm probably going to die at any minute, just given oh, who I am. So, and I'm okay with that, but it would be nice to have some life insurance set up to take care of the family. Oh. So I'm going to go, uh, oh gosh, if I say it on a podcast, it turns real. I'm going to go schedule for the trim to be installed. I'm going to drink this Jack Daniels. That's how bad I am. I'm driving you to drinking. And, uh, and then I'm going to, you know, uh, like, cause I have to book, here's why I haven't have life insurance. You know, you want to know why after 12 years, here's marriage, why you shouldn't. Um, and I'm, this is life not insurance. A, this is not a reflection on you're, oh, okay. I, I thought you were sighing in disappointment for me not having it. You've got another perspective. It's the opposite perspective. And mm -hmm. to be fair, I don't think that your life would become in danger just because of this thing. Just to be fair, but, <laughs> but, but, but <laughs> I've been watching this channel for the last couple months called That Chapter, and it's a true crime type of uh video you know they they go over different true crime. actually he just did the guy that i watched just did uh ben rennick's case um like a couple days oh, ago I, yeah i don't i can't watch that stuff but well, anyways go ahead no i mean ben's not yeah, yeah right 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 go ahead um but one of the common running themes because a lot of the a lot of these you know cases it's like you know spousal you know spot what do you call it uh spouse aside i don't know uh, <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about i don't know if there's a word for it but go ahead there is, but it's not spouse aside. Spouse aside. But life insurance always plays a huge, huge role in the fact that they get their spouse offed. Uh, it's like, 
a million dollar life insurance policy when we're getting along. I just wanted the money. And uh, uh, so that's, that's just when my brain went because of, you what? know, you know, my policy on when snakes bite me, like when it's okay. And when it's not okay. Hi, baby girl. Um, I see you over there, cutie pie. Uh, you, you may know this policy. I always say if the snake is sexy enough, it's allowed to bite me. So, you know, if my wife thinks that, you know, however much the life insurance policy is worth and she can pull it off, go for it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shocked. <laughs> sexy not shocked enough. Yeah, she can no, kill it, me for a life insurance, but I'm fine with that. All right. All right I don't yeah, think you, she will. She's way too. Uh, no, I don't like, think so either. That's why, no. that's why it's funny that I even bring it up. I don't see it happening, but I don't she, think anybody else ever does either. She's <laughs> like terrified that I would die. Not because of financial things. She's just terrified that I would die because she's like, I don't know what I would do. You know, well, she had a couple million dollars could probably figure it out. <laughs> She's not as creative as you and I. I'll tell you what, if I die and she ends up with a couple million bucks, give her a phone call. Tell her what to do. She'll need some help with that. Anyway. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. I, I just, I'm being, this is, a, I'm being intro, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you the truth. I just realized on this podcast, the biggest thing I could do for my wife is get some stupid, like she just needs like baseboard. Don't trim. you dare call it stupid, Hartle. I know, but that's, I mean, all right. Okay, you're right. That's okay, honey. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't look. Yeah, what, all right. Baseboard trim. The ever important final crowning jewel of any house is the baseboard and window trim. Speaking of crown, is it going to be crown holding or is I think she has like crown molding and plans for a couple of the rooms okay. only where it counts. Like, yeah. you know, you got the kitchen counter the cabinets that go up to the ceiling. You want to like put molding around them, totally. but I don't think like in all of it, well, which I'm is glad. unfortunate because here in Pittsburgh, we have a lot of cool molding in a lot of these old houses that are like mm. hundred plus years old, but they got like 12 inch molding and then like eight layers. And part of the reason I've never done it, I was always like, <laughs> again, that's really cool so i go to like these old construction like where they tear out stuff and you can get refurbished things and i've never found enough cool molding to do my whole house and my wife's like stop looking for that i want like one by threes put in <laughs> you know what i mean like put something in stop looking for cool stuff and i'm like ah. I'm glad I could help you figure out your uh, the <laughs> biggest dilemma that you're having this month. So yeah. that was a pretty good. deep dive in that shallow end. We oh, were yeah. from spouse aside to yeah, you correcting me that it's not stupid molding hartle. <laughs> <laughs> that was good stuff. <laughs> what is the oh. word for it? Now, now I want to know so that I yeah, can. You're gonna have to Google it. I'm sure you will. What's your favorite uh, animal these days that you have? Pet wise, spousal um, merit aside, I think it is merit aside. That's worse than spouse aside. It's I like your word better. <laughs> it is merit aside is the uh, killing of one's own husband or boyfriend. But if it's they, there's a different word for if, uh, if the wife gets killed. So uh, my my that's not walking. gender neutral enough for today. Come on. <laughs> I don't even know how to pronounce it. Right when I said that, Hillary walked in the room. That's funny. <laughs> we, well, I nothing. What? Oh, you good? 
I guess our, I guess our, I guess our dog, I guess our dog just uh, escaped into the neighbor's yard and she had to, she came in and she looked, she came and looked like she'd been riding the exercise bike for the last hour. <laughs> just wrestling the dog. Tell her I said hi. Oh, I will. When she, when I go back out there. Um, Dagnabbit. Sorry. I missed your opportunity. Sorry. Well, it was just funny that the moment that I said, <laughs> when you kill your wife, and she was walking, yes. opening the door. She walked this is what it's called when you kill your wife. Oh, I don't know why either of them are married to. Yeah, I said that Hillary's the one that makes every other husband jealous. Like, how did he end up with such a gem? Ashley's the same way, dude. It's like, what? Why do either of them put up with us? It doesn't make any. We have different sets of problems, I think, but we're both equally as bad. Yeah, you might you might be right about dude, that. I. I Every time I come to your house, I'm like, wow, Hillary is probably one of the most amazing people I've ever met in every way. Why is she with this guy? <laughs> you know, and just fair, so you know how true that fact is, the last time I was hanging out with uh, Dave Kaufman, he brought it up and said the same thing. And I was like, I know, right? It takes a special person to spend any extended amount of time with me. That's why we're friends. You actually, you're one of the, one of those. Right I can never that- get enough. Yeah, easy, you want, too one easy. Of, one of those are people that uh that like there's like nobody ever spends. I have people come visit me when I live in Hawaii a lot. You know, like friends would come out and visit, and they'd be ready to go, and I'd be like trying to change their ticket to stay longer. Yeah. And only a handful of people ever took me up on it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, every time I hang out with you, I feel like we should start a reptile hippie commune or something and just all live together and hang out with reptiles and like go flip over rocks in the dirt and stuff for the rest yeah. of the life. You, but it's not just you even. It's like your kids and your wife and everybody. It's just like, these are my people, Yeah, you know? I still want, like, I've got a bunch of kids that like, you know, like their gender is opposite of yours. I, f- I feel like we should just make them all marry each other. Let's <laughs> just would, arrange wouldn't, it. Wouldn't be weird at all. No, but I mean, do you care? <laughs> Not really. It would, it would be weird, but it would also be pretty stinking epic. You know <laughs> what I mean? So all my girls would be Hus- Cuscos. All the, your your uh, girls can be Hartles oh, yeah, now. Oh, yeah, and- there's a movie that Hillary li- really likes to watch. Um, it's an old like '60s or '50s movie. Um, like Seven Wives for Seven Brothers or something. That's a good movie. Yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Except they just rode into town and kidnapped all their wives. <laughs> and then the wives were okay with it in the end. And the funny thing is. I should be quiet for this part because Thomas is on the other side of the wall. I've been coaching Thomas and his love life. If you guys don't know who Thomas is, you can watch the vlog channel. He's all in there. We haven't addressed his love life yet. But all of my advice is basically, it makes me sound like I'm one of the brothers from that movie. I'm like, bro, she totally wants to be kidnapped. Just go take her. Go get it. And and he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, totally. And it's like, I listen to myself and I'm like, this is the worst, most chauvinistic, terrible advice I've ever heard. And it's coming out of my mouth. And then the other part of the equation is, I I actually think it'll work. Oh, yeah. No, it generally (laughs) does. It generally does. If that movie was real life, it would actually work, which is why it's such a classic movie. Because they, like, as a guy, you're like, those stupid women what are they thinking and as a woman they watch it and they're like that's so romantic 
He kidnapped her. I mean, She's the one for him out of the whole town. Plenty of her. women out there, dude. Plenty of women out there just really appreciate a strong man who takes charge. That's just a fact. That's what I'm talking about. And so I think the thing, like, Thomas is learning how to be a little bit more alpha. He's a little bit too beta right now. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> Did you? Oh, yeah, you were the one that... That's right. Didn't you? Like, I, okay, we got to recall this because I won't get the details right, but he was like leaving a message with you, or I think I stole his phone and texted you back. And you were like, whoa, Thomas, all of a sudden you sound like an alpha male because I stole his phone and texted you. Wasn't it something like that? Uh, I don't know. I thought you were going to bring up time at MJ's party where I told him I would. No, that's a different time. Where you told him what? <laughs> I told him I, would, I, I don't remember exactly what I said. Oh, it, talk about my kids again and I'll beat your ass. Yeah, yeah that's what you like, said. Something like he, that. he didn't even say anything bad about your kids. You just were. It was just, the, it, was the, it was the way he, it was the way he said it. It was something, it was like, uh, it was, it was, uh, oh, how does it feel to be? Because I was talking about, how, you know, how I don't like to be away from my family for very long. You know, like that's yeah. why I don't go on this long trip. He's like, oh, how does it feel <clears> to be whooped by your kids? Yes, yes. I was, yes. Like, yeah. I was like, I was like, I'll whoop, I'll whoop your fucking ass right now. Do you I'll say something you. like that again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. And you know what's funny is, and like, he looked at me was... and he said, "Oh, I, I believe it." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." <laughs> what's funny is that was him like trying to to be like that. You know what I mean? Like uh, Thomas not... is great, dude. Thomas is. Oh, he is a great person. Yeah, yeah I I thought I've I've said this to him plenty of times, and and to you guys while you're together is like I I, I think he fits I can't in. talk about him. Thomas, we're talking about you on the podcast. You're going to have to listen to it later. <laughs> He's the one that gave us the idea for what is the most sexual tree. Right, right, right. I no, can't I just, hear you. I've, I've always, I just think he fits in real well. Like I've always, when he comes along on the, on the trips, I'm always glad that he's there because we have, we have great conversations and um, mm. he, uh, I think he brings a lot to the, the table to like, I think you, you scored with getting Thomas on the team. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, he's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of which he is going to come with me to Pomona. So we'll Sweet. see you guys in January. Awesome. So, I mean, he's been on a couple of podcasts, not on the podcast, but like sleeping in the bed next to us as we <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm sure that'll happen in January. <laughs> yeah. No, Thomas is, I, I love Thomas. He's yeah. Great. He's great, man. He's, he's fantastic. Yeah. That's why, that's why I hired him. I didn't even know that he was good. Someone told me he did videos. You know, he's from Nebraska and I met I him in Nebraska. Okay. Yeah. So I, someone told me he did videos and I was like, I'll pay for a plane ticket to come hang out. <laughs> well, we'll make a video too while we're at it or something. And then it, it would just, I, I, we just clicked. It was great. He's good people. I like surrounded myself with good people. So I hired him. Yeah. 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 It was cool. It was cool. It's awesome. So, I, I have a lot of people like that. Do you know I, I hired two people Hadley. in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, Hadley is one. Tim is the other. So it's great. Yeah, Tim is um, actually my, my connection is like a good buddy of mine is his older brother. And I love him. His name's Steve. And Steve was like, yeah, I got a younger brother. And his parents are like, you can walk out of our front door of our business and if you just walk straight you'll run into his parents house so i was like dude steve's brother lives there and he's looking for a job and he happens to like reptiles yes please so he came over dude great hire he's only worked for us for like three four days now or something like that 
but he's like, roll up the sleeves and dive in. That's great. That is so he's helping Rob just kind of do dishes and scrub and grunge work. And I, I'm, I'm like a blue collar boy at heart. So I, I respect that kind of work ethic and he's got it. I have not seen that in this generation very much. Mm. So that's refreshing. So I really like him. And then Hadley, you know, it's funny. We were, I was talking with Hadley about it and I was like, you know, honestly, you were kind of my original employee. She didn't do a lot for me, but she wrote a bunch of stuff for me many years ago. So before Kim worked for me, before Aiden worked for me, Hadley had, we did it like, she was like a contract worker, you know, like I just pay her X amount of dollars for this piece of work or whatever that she did, but she's a wildlife biologist. Yeah. She started writing. I remember when you had her on one of the Talk Em Up Tuesdays. Do you remember that deer sucking on my head the whole time? That was the, (laughs) that was the Talk About Tuesday. We were sitting in a deer pen at the Pittsburgh Zoo and she was a zookeeper there at the time. So right now she works at the uh, the aviary here because we have a separate aviary from the zoo here in Pittsburgh. It's the national aviary. And then we have, um, that's just, you know, little flex. We have the national aviary here. Hey. And then, uh, yeah. And Dinosaurs. Then, um, <laughs> <laughs> we have those too. So she works at the Carnegie Science Center as well. Oh, nice. So she does a lot of educational stuff and that's everything sweet. like that. Yeah, she's really she's a really good person. So I'm I'm super stoked because the last time she was here, I was I, I kind of like was talking to her late, like after the workday was ended and she's packing up to go home. And I was like, What do you want out of life? What are you doing? And she told me kind of all the stuff that's going on. And I was like, Okay, I think I would make that happen. You should hang out here more often. And she's like, Yeah, okay. So I think I think I've got her pegged down too, which is pretty exciting because i mean kim is exactly that way remember when we did the interview for your channel mm-hmm. and we just you were like i said that i should interview her on your channel which was super weird i don't even think it worked you probably got no views but it was very fun for me and uh yeah ever since then she's worked for me because i was like this is a cool person let's yeah. work together yeah you know that was, that i was have to pay I, for I my friends it. that's the that's the moral of the story i have to pay for my friends <laughs> otherwise they don't come hang around oh my gosh oh yep yep you're like a fine chesterfield couch i'm gonna <laughs> import you from england nebraska new mexico wherever you're from and i'm gonna sit on you here at reach out reptile <laughs> that's i guess that's the way it goes i don't know that's ridiculous dude but it's also sounds like it's pretty true i that's, uh yeah. I, you asked me about a pet. I don't mm. think I have anything since last month. I think I don't get animals every month. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, but that's not that's not what I meant. I didn't mean new pet. I just meant like kind of if you're like me, like I get excited in waves about my oh, animals. Oh, dude, I'm super excited about some of the clutches that are going to be hatching out here, but I've got a couple of gravid females that okay. are going to like I'm just super stoked about cuz I always wanted to get like a a a really cool snake from Justin Kabilka for a long time. And I was just kind of like waiting for a long time to pull the trigger on it. And I, I want to get the out, right one and everything. Yeah. Else. Get the right one and go out, maybe even go out there in person. It just didn't work out at the time to go out in person and get it when I was ready to like pull the trigger on it and found the one that I wanted. Yeah. But, but that, that male that I got from him has uh, got remind me what male it is. I watched the video, but I forget the male. Mm. Yeah, because I didn't even say it. People were pretty pissed. They're like, why did you not say what it is? And I, I made everybody I guess. 
Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a G <laughs> I, I should know without looking. It's a Enchi red stripe spot nose GHI clown. Wow. Man. That's a, that's all my favorite jeans. Yeah. Well, me too. That's why I was the, <laughs> yeah. the, really the only thing it was missing. Was I don't know yellow. if it goes well together. I can't even imagine it, but you individually it, said like all my favorite jeans. It, it does. <laughs> the, the GHI gets, gets ruled out a little bit with the, with the Enchi, I think, but it's, that's okay because it, that it's in there and sure. so the yeah, there's combos these kind and those kind right yeah, I got and you. then then the he's, there's two different females that he's gotten gravid um and that's a cinnamon lesser het clown and i think okay. that's going to be really cool um especially with the spot nose and lesser. cinnamon lesser pastel is probably one of my favorite looks just mm. it's a simple combo but anyways go ahead and then the other female is a, a yellow belly pinstripe extreme gene het clown so can't to, the one thing that was missing from that mail that i would have really liked to get in him which he he didn't have i think he had one but he was holding it back and that Leopard. was the, that was the yellow belly no yellow belly. Oh, i was close no oh, that's but, but that female anyway. is yellow belly she's yellow belly pinstripe so it's gonna you know so you potential yes potential for to, to be able to make one and uh that's gonna be probably the coolest clown clutch that i'll have hatched out to date um, from that female in particular, from the yellow belly pinstripe. So I'm just, I'm pretty, I'm pumped the fact that she's like, I mean, she's just gravid. She's loaded with eggs. I love it. And I'm great. super stoked on this, this clutch that's going to come out, dude. I, I, I can't wait. Do you want a, a little tidbit of history that I watched happen firsthand? We were talking about the Ben and Lindley trial and all that kind of stuff, but yeah, how ridiculous that was. But, um, Ben Rennick was a good, uh, good buddy of mine from going way back. And uh, he thought that the spot nose gene was like the coolest gene since sliced bread. And when I worked at prehistoric pets, this would have been about uh, maybe 12 ish years ago um, was the year when he really produced a lot of spot nose combos. And he was ahead of his time because spot nose is a subtle gene but it does some very, very cool things, obviously, especially in clown, right? Um, but there was no spot nose clown back then or anything. So he made a bunch of spot nose. They look beautiful. He priced them really high. And some spot nose are like junky or whatever. Like they, they don't look that good. Ben's were top notch. I bought three spot nose males from him that year because we were geeking out over how cool they were to bring back to prehistoric and breed into the population. They were the best spot nose I'd seen. And he loved them so much. He was saying, Garrett, thank you for caring about spot nose. Nobody does. They went from like 1500 bucks down to like $200 because we made a bunch of, of them and everyone's like, ah, eh, that ain't that cool. I want a spider back then, right? And uh, that spider's cooler. And he was so disappointed in the market that he was like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to keep them all. So he kept like 400 spot nose females. And they were all grown up and like right, just starting to like really produce well before he died. And I, I wonder, because I feel like Justin Kabilka picked up that torch and carried spot nose to where it should be because they're worth more than that today, 13 years later. Clowns are the same way because somebody picked up the torch and championed that cause. Yeah. I, so he certainly this was just that. a fun behind the scenes thing, that conversation that I had with Ben a long time ago is it was how amazing spot nose was going to be. Yeah. So it's, I, it's one of my favorite genes to this day because of that. 
in ball pythons. Yeah. I, I didn't get to know him too well, but I did get to have him on triple B TV one time. Um, mm. And so, and he just seemed to, and I looked up to what he was doing. Like I when I watched his videos in his facility, like I was like, dude, this is he like did it right. Clean. He, did it, he right. did it right. Like the, I got a few snakes from him and like the way that the snakes arrived and just like all the, uh, the, uh, I think I got my tape idea from him. I think he had the custom tape on. on yes, the, he uh, did. On the box. And he yeah. did the, he always would box with the little white fluff, the, that microfiber mm. floss stuff, yeah. you know, and I just really super enjoyed. nice boxing and a super so, nice guy. Super. He would like, I just love talking to him. He just seemed so like saying yeah. super smart too. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you what, he was a big inspiration for, for me. Cause when I would talk with him, I just was like, this guy has a level of business understanding and and uh quality you know workmanship in the reptile industry that nobody nobody else does so <clears throat> i knew i could never he was like super edgy clean professional on point with everything like i said i remember from 13 years ago unboxing snakes for him and i'm like wow look he he silk screens his logo on the bags and he puts them in this that white fluffy stuff. Uh, now a lot of people do it. He was the, the OG on that one. So I always remembered the boxing experience, talking to him, the quality obviously was into his animals. And, and uh, you know, we joke around my style is like crappy chic. Right. So it was like, but I was inspired by Ben. I was like, you know, I want to really have like a defined look and feel to my business, my cause, everything I want to do all the way down to the couch that we sit on or whatever, when you come to reach our reptiles, right? That all probably came from Ben, except I knew I could never hit his like sharp, clean professionalism. I had to like, you know, half-assed for that. <laughs> so we're, we're going to redefine my look out of pallet wood instead of mahogany, you know what I mean? Or whatever. And that's, that's kind of how I became who I, he was really a big inspiration in that. Yeah. He, but, he was big in, inspiration for me too, man. Like when, like I said, I, I looked up to what he did. I was like, I want to be, I want to be like that. Like, I want to have that level of like, and like you said, not even, I don't think it was attainable. He's way too smart. Like he's way, way smarter than I could ever hope to be. I oh think. yeah, me too. Me um, too. But just like, just to have that, that level of, of care, like, like attention to detail and like, like thought. It's like, creativity is what it is. You're yeah. not doing things like everyone else. You're doing things the way that you're best at. That's right. what it was with him. Yeah. Yeah. There you and go. you've nailed it on YouTube. That's, that's why everyone knows you as a YouTuber out of all the things you do. You do that on your YouTube channel, your vlog, especially, you know, where you, the way you bring the production, I talk about easier ways to do that and business things and stuff like that. But the, the level that you put into that shows, and that's, that's Rennick stuff. That's Rennick level stuff, what you do on your YouTube channel. So thanks. Uh, my cool thing I'm excited about right now. I don't even have it yet. All right. But my, my daughter, Kira, is getting a Sphinx cat from me for Christmas. Oh, crazy. Those things look wild. They're so hard to find. Mm. I mean, not really, but like <clears throat> they have health issues. Mm. So kind of like the super dwarves, like if you get it from the wrong place, it's probably not what you really wanted. And you're going to have a bad experience. So they not that they have health issues, but the breed has inherent issues that it can have that if you're educated, you can avoid. 
So I have been hunting and hunting and hunting. And I finally found a breeder. It's probably the only breeder here in Pittsburgh that I would trust. And we, they've got kittens ready to go. I was going to get this Christmas present for Kira and all this. We were all excited. I made the stupid, stupid mistake of telling my daughter because it wouldn't be ready by December 25th, mm. but it was going to come like two weeks later. So I said, just so you know, you were getting probably the coolest Christmas present ever this year, but it won't be here in time for Christmas because it's not ready to leave mom yet. The breeder decided to hold back the cat that we were going to get. Yeah, crushed her. So it's not that I'm just looking for any sphinx. It's kind of like, you know, I mean, you know me, I'm a little bit obsessive. I need like yeah. a really I why need a good do, one. Why did they do that? Because they wanted to kill a little girl's soul. That's why. <laughs> oh my God. No, I mean, it was a great cat. What do you do? You know, I mean, like the only thing I was disappointed in is they didn't offer me anything. You know mm. what I mean? Like, hey, we'll get you one out of the next litter, or I have yeah. to rescue one, or something. Something. Yeah. So it was a bummer. But because of it, I was like, that that was my easy search. Here's a nice breeder. They test for all the health issues, make sure they don't have them. That's my number one priority. I don't care if it's a boy, girl, color. She can she can pick all that. I want her to pick her kitten, you know. If you know Kira, and I know you do, but a lot of breeders or, or listeners rather probably don't know her. She is like, as much as I am passionate about animals, I feel like she's a hundred times more intense. Like she's insane for her whole life. You can go back to the earliest videos on my channel, watch her when she was like five. Remember when Dave did the iguana oh, fest yeah, absolutely. Thing with her? Oh, she had 40 adults in a crowd crying when she started talking about conservation of rhino iguanas, they were like, you know, and Dave was ready to beat someone up that was bringing a drone over because he's like, you're destroying my audio and she's getting so good. <laughs> so anyway, I went on this nationwide hunt for Sphinx and I may have been so pissed off about missing out on the first Sphinx that I, I upped the game a little bit to make sure that it happened. So I finally got concert, conver, uh, confirmation. confirmation, thank you, back from the breeder that they're going to have a cat for us. I just won't know anything for about two weeks. So hopefully by our next podcast, you can ask me about the Sphinx and we'll have had it have it sorted. Right. And it's going to be pretty... I mean, if you know anything about Sphinx, they're not inexpensive. It's a very expensive breed. I've um, never looked into the pricing, but it doesn't look like something that I, I can imagine that it would be something like that. Yeah. So like if you get them from like the garbage backyard breeder, you're probably still going to pay a thousand bucks for a cat. And like, I'm of the old school mindset that you should never pay for a cat. Cats will just come to you at your house if you leave milk out on the back porch. So you shouldn't pay for an animal like that. But anyway, yeah, fair enough. A uh, thousand bucks for a garbage sphinx. The really nice ones, they go way, way up. We're not trying to show or anything like that. So I'm not too worried about that. I just want her to pick a good, healthy pet. And I'm sure it'll be a part of like our vlog channel and stuff like that because they're very attention seeking. And when she goes to school, I plan to bring it to work, let it run around here at the shop, stuff like that. I mean, Sphinx cats, for some reason, there's a bunch of people that are into them in the reptile industry. Hmm. They seem to go hand in hand because they're kind of like that 
freakishly looking animal like, that some like people like hate a, it. Almost exotic. Super exotic, but in a way that like it it causes people to hate it. So <laughs> yeah, it's like I've a seen snake. that. Like because it's so hairless and like <clears throat> odd looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can be exotic like a, an orangutan or a panda, and everyone loves you. But if you're exotic like a sphinx, everyone's like, Ugh! and you're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you have to that. look at their soul, man. If you can't see past the skin, you're a douchebag. And that's why I pay 2000 5000 whatever dollars for my cat, because you can't look at the surface. This cat's got soul. And the truth <laughs> of the matter is every cat is going to be just as good at that. But for me, the no hair thing is a, is a big advantage for okay. the, our lifestyle you know, our sure. I have allergies stuff. Oh like yeah, that, yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. That makes. And I and I know before everyone freaks out and says, "Hey, they're not hypoallergenic or whatever." Like they don't leave hair everywhere, so that's what I'm going. Yeah, for. well, that's where you get the reaction from. Is that they lick their dander? The dander is where their allergy generally is triggered from. So if they're yeah. not leaving hair, it's all like the, the place, saliva then. and stuff. Yeah, like the that. saliva that come from licking their fur and then. Right. Yeah. So totally. I'm okay being allergic to a cat. I don't want to be allergic to my couch and my bed and my pillow and <laughs> totally, everywhere that cat totally, has ever totally, been. Totally, totally. Yeah, I get it. So, but she's super stoked on it. Kira is so funny because she's just like me. Like, do you know her dream pet, Kira? Like, uh, her dream, dream pet? I, I yeah, feel you like can get. Told try me, to I, guess. No, no. It's totally outside of my realm. It's not like dad made her do this. That's the best part. Oh, wait, wait. Is it like, like a um like a pygmy elephant or something like that? Or pygmy Ooh, no, but that would be totally me <laughs> from Borneo. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, I, I'm sure she would love that. No, her dream pet is a deep sea isopod. Oh, that's she right. That's right. Yeah, you told me about this last last month. That's right. Wow, I have horrible memory. But yeah, they get like a foot long so it's yeah. basically a giant well, the problem would be forward. keeping them in like i think it, you'd have to have a high highly pressurized uh you know because they're deep deep sea obviously I, I imagine you would need to have some kind of highly pressurized enclosure that's how i imagine that would work maybe i don't know though i don't, I don't know i, I do know. To know someone who has successfully kept coelacanths that are another they theorized had to be deep sea yeah, but it was a weird situation where they got this coelacanth. I'm going to be super vague here because sure. this this story is so unbelievable that I'm tired of defending it. But anyway, they got a a coelacanth in, and this was before they knew that. So for those listening, coelacanths are like they used to consider them like, oh, this is a missing link between a fish and an amphibian. They have like little legs they run around on. Turns out they're nothing like that. They're actually a deep sea fish. They're alive today. They were supposed to have died out long before frogs yeah. <laughs> were, were invented. You know what I mean? Or whatever. But, um, but they're still alive today. And no one knew that they were live birth. But there was a guy who got a, a coelacanth and they got it live. Um, you're just going to have to make the enchiladas. Bye, okay. Hillary. Say, say hi, Garrett said hi. Yeah, yeah. Here, here, here uh, Garrett says hi and bye. And okay, bye. <laughs> she says she, she misses you, and the kids say they miss you too. Hopefully, they're coming up to Mona. Yeah. Uh, well, I know my parents are, and hopefully, they'll come down too. Yeah, as well. That would be great because her yeah. folks are down there. So hopefully, we can make that work. Dude, me uh, and your dad which, are like this. She, <laughs> she's she's leaving for work right now, so I I probably have to go upstairs to make sure that the house doesn't. Uh, get well, I'll finish, kids and I'll finish the coelacanth thing. It popped okay. out a bunch of pups. 
and they survived for a long time. No longer than anyone else has managed to keep coelacanths alive. Awesome. So maybe you can do the same thing with, uh, maybe you can get like a bunch of deep sea isopod eggs or something and bring them up and then cultivate them. I don't know. Kira would be the one to do it for sure. Yeah. Sounds epic. So, yeah. Well. Hmm. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Merry Christmas. I'm looking forward to seeing you on uh, the next one in person. That'd be great. Yeah, it probably doesn't. I mean, if we do it, um, it's going to be late. It's going to be after the 17th. Yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll, it'll be, but I think it, it will be good to do it along a show. You yeah. know, we'll have just like this one. It's going to be closer like this one. Like this one, I'm literally going to go upstairs, get it pieced together mm-hmm. with the music in the front, and then uh, upload it because it's today's the day. <laughs> All right, folks. So our next one will be a few days late because we usually release on the 17th for some obscure reason. And I think it'll be like, something like the 22nd or something yeah it'll be like it'll a week, it'll be a week it. after yeah yeah and then you are gonna have to come visit us in pittsburgh for the following episode i think it's time i think we can make that work yeah all right i'll location sponsor it we'll pay right. for it freaking sweet. i gotta pay for my friends <laughs> all right buddy well right, i man. love you man it was good talking too. to you it's been too long i know kiss the family for me and uh hey everybody listening both of you, we love you too, too. <laughs> Later,